This show is about sexual awareness and contains language which is meant for above 18s. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of The Orgasm Coach. I am your host Michael Charming and I am ready. What about you who are listening to this? Are you ready friends? Are you ready to turn on your life and amplify your orgasm because it's time. It's time to increase your happiness. It's time to have more pleasure and experience those juicy, nourishing and expansive orgasms because it's time. It's time to deepen your relationship, your connection and get your desires fulfilled. If you are ready to let go of shame and take the next step, if you are ready to take your relationship and sex to the next level, if you are ready to have more connection, intimacy and abundance of love, then it's time to amplify it with the Orgasm Coach. Our today's guest are two amazing ladies Deborah Kat and Anne Justy and we will be sharing our experiences relating to a sexual practice called orgasmic meditation or in short OM O M OM before I invite our guest I'll share a little bit about this practice orgasmic meditation that changed my life that changed the whole aspect of my sexuality Orgasmic meditation is a trademark of a company called One Taste and back in the days we all learned through this company. I began my journey of orgasm when I started learning about this practice in February 2013. Orgasmic meditation is a unique wellness partner practice which involves stroking women's clitoris for 15 minutes with only one goal to let go and feel. Unlike sex, it takes the rushed focus of climaxing or finishing or even the worry of wanting to achieve something off the table and allows practitioner to become more present in their bodies and develop in them the ability to slow down and feel the person stroking generally male but can be female is called a stroker and the person getting stroked female obviously is called a strokey There is a male om too but I'll talk about that in some other episode. In om the strokey lies waist down naked on a blanket with her legs in butterfly position. The practice takes place usually on a floor but definitely never on the bed so that it remains as a practice and does not get mixed with or become an act of sex involving caressing, kissing and penetration. Stroker stays fully clothed and uses zafus and cushions that allow him or her to sit comfortably in a certain position which provides access to her genitals for 15 minutes. The stroker strokes the upper left hand quadrant called the 1/2 spot of the clitoris in an up and down motion using pressure which is no firmer than you would stroke an eyelid. The strokers usually wear latex gloves and use lube to avoid friction. As highlighted earlier, the goal of this practice is not to get your partner to orgasm or to get her hot and wet as some sort of foreplay, but to bring attention to the present moment and experience sensations within his or her body. Orgasm may or may not happen and that's okay. The practice of OM generally gives the feeling of yoga, meditation and sex all at once and allows practitioner to get into the flow state and experience enhanced connection with mind, body and genitals at a visceral level. Om doesn't just heals in the areas of sexuality but it also allows for transformation in areas that are often repressed or neglected. In my own experience, Om actually transformed my life 360 degrees. Just like other things in life, 
home isn't for everyone but what my suggestion would be that if you haven't tried this before or, or if you haven't come across uh, this practice before then to remain open and curious be willing to find out more and even have an experience of home before deciding whether it is really for you or not I've always been a very adventurous and curious person and interestingly enough when I signed up for the first workshop on home I didn't know what it was all about. I had some spare time on Friday evening so I was looking for something to do when I came across an event which was focused on communication games in central London. Considering the cost of the event was £10 I decided to go to this event which I really liked as the event involved people many of whom were professionals sitting on a chair and sharing deep and intimate life experiences. At the end of the event, one of the lady helpers approached me and asked me if I was interested in a weekend workshop starting the next day. I didn't have anything to do that weekend, so I said yes, paid for it and came home. She did ask me to look about home on the internet, which I never did. The next morning, which was a Saturday, um, and as per plan, I arrived at the venue on time for registration. When I started interacting with other participants and helpers, that's when I got to know what this workshop actually entails. Now, of course, after finding out that this workshop involves a female getting naked and getting her clitoris stroked, I naturally became curious about it. And I have to say, since that day, it has been a one-way journey. It has been an absolutely fascinating one-way journey. I've never looked back and I am so grateful for all that happened that led me to this practice. In today's show, we will have Deborah Cat and Justy and myself sharing more about this amazing practice. A little bit about our um, today's guest. Um, Deborah Cat lives a turned on life as a pleasure CEO. She was incredibly fortunate to have been born and raised in San Francisco, surrounded by the beautiful California coastline and alternative culture. As a co-founder of the Desire Playground, she leads monthly classes exploring the edges of sexuality and spirit. She combines her diverse background in Tantra, Massage, BDSM to support men and couples in clearing shame to have satisfying relationship and masterful sex. She firmly believes in the transformational power of desire and looks forward to utilizing her knowledge and experience in support of deeper surrender into bliss for all. She is currently a student at the Somatica Institute as well as being a certified tantric educator, born dasage trainer, and orgasmic meditation desire coach supporting great sex and incredible relationships worldwide. Anne Justy is a certified home life master coach and home trainer at yourdesiredlifecoaching.com since 2015, specializing in designing relationships, desired lifestyles, and finding your true identity. She is the coordinator for the Orgasmic Mindfulness Group of Westchester County, just north of New York City. She's also an author, speaker, and a yoga therapist. This is going to be an amazing conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome both of our guests. Hello, everyone. Today, I have got two amazing guests, Deborah Kat and Anne Justy. And we're going to be talking about our sexual practice, orgasmic meditation. This is the practice that changed my life. This is the practice that changed the course, the path of my whole life because that's where my journey of orgasm started. I never looked back and nobody ever told me that this is going to be a one-way path, but here I am. So without further ado, let's welcome Deborah and Anne. Hi. Hello, Michael. Thank you so much for being on the show, taking your time out and willing to share about your experiences. 
My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be here with Anne. And this is one of my favorite subjects on the planet. Yeah, I agree. It's it's life changing. <laughs> I mean, I think there's been thousands and thousands of people um, when this own practice were being taught. There were thousands and thousands of people whose life completely just changed from uh, in an unimaginable ways. Oh, absolutely. The funny thing is, is I could absolutely say that the thing that I thought I was going to get out of Om or orgasmic meditation was not what I got. <laughs> but that's yeah, the I, 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 absolutely. Every time I Om train someone, I'm a currently certified Om trainer. I say to them, "Your life will change. I just can't tell you how it will change dramatically, but it will change if you continue this practice." Deborah, you mentioned you're a desire coach. Uh, you're a co-founder co of a desire playground. Yes, absolutely. So the Desire Playground is, well, I should say was in the before times. We held events, we everything from book clubs to Ohm Circles, which is where we all get together and do the practice together. I work with couples and individuals, just really helping people to tap into desire, actually to really understand what desire is. I think that's one of the big pieces that I personally got from from my own journey was like, oh, what is desire? Because before that, I always thought of it as something outside of myself. If you were to explain just in a quick short words uh, what a desire is, um, what would you say? Mm. So desire for me is something that rises up out of the out of my emotional state and. What I most want to say about desire is it just is. It doesn't need an ending. It doesn't have a beginning. It is something that for me personally, just sort of like, oh, I, I suddenly become aware of this desire. It's generally for something outside of myself. It's generally for a feeling, but not always. Like I can have a desire for chocolate. Right. Um, but that might rise out of like, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of stress and I want that, that, that chocolate fix. Right. Um, so it, it could be at something to fix or it could be like really deep feeling deep inside and you just feel like you want to feel the sensation or an experience of it. Right. I think my my most profound desire experience was realizing making a request of somebody that had absolutely I did not have whether they said yes or no was absolutely didn't matter. Right. The fact that this thing rose out of me and I spoke it into the world, that was the key piece. And that's an experience that I've probably only had like five or six times, that pure desire. But it gave me a template for, for what I believe desire is and how I use it in my, my life is it's like, oh, is this thing? So now that I've got this feeling in my body, I'm like, does this feel like the desire piece or does it feel like something that I'm doing because I think I have to. Wow, um, we're going to be touching a lot more on desire and how it plays out in the practice. And you are certified OM, OM Life Master Coach and a coordinator for Orgasmic Mindfulness a group. Could you share a little bit about, about your coaching and, and the group? Sure. 
I'm also a desire coach. I specialize in relationships, lifestyles, and identities. I have a background in nursing. I have a background in alternative lifestyles. I'm also a yoga therapist. So for me, it's more about finding and creating what we really want and really desire. So in other words, I have needs, like mm-hmm. I'll need to breathe air and eat and, and drink water. And I may have obligations as in death and taxes, but my desire is also my passion. But what I would say also on the desire cycle, and when you bring it back to orgasm, it's really what I feel in my body. See, mm. I, I, Used to be, I am still a Tantra teacher, but I thought this was just an advanced form of Tantra, and it's not. It's really a partnered mindful practice where it's kind of like you're going to have one light bulb and two light bulbs. And when you get two together, it actually creates a third light bulb and it's actually stronger. And so think about it because when you, okay, so if you follow Qigong or Tai Chi and they ask you to create an energy ball, or if you've ever Mm -hmm. almost slightly almost touch somebody, you can feel that electricity. That's really what orgasmic meditation is when you get people together. I think what we need to do here is define it. So it is a 15-minute partnered practice where a man or a woman strokes a woman's clitoris just to feel. And that means feel in their body. Now, I'm both what is called a stroker as in I stroke clitorises and I'm a strokey because I have a clitoris. We also have to define (laughs) that this practice, the person who gets stroked has to have a clitoris and the person who strokes can be any gender. And so they're just to feel. And a lot of people go, oh, well, the woman's going to climax. So, and the, and they're just, they're just masturbating. I can tell you that I stroke clitoris has been like, Oh my God, my body came alive. And it wasn't, I'm also somebody who's a certified sex educator. It wasn't a sexual response to me, whether I was even being stroked. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but you can be stroked and not have a sexual response. You can have a sexual response. Do people sometimes climax? They do. Sometimes they don't. Most of the time I don't. Mm-hmm. And But it will also have an effect on your sex life because I went from being somebody who had a really hard time with climax and I just enjoyed the sensuality of sex and it really wasn't that fulfilling to being almost overly sensitive in my sex life. Yet I think I've climaxed in seven years, maybe four or five times. Wow. That's not a lot. But I feel, I feel more. Yeah. In other words, I feel more. And the, the most amazing thing that I'm going to say is a really quick story about when we were practicing trying to be as slow and as light as possible. And when they started like stroke, because so if my clitoris is my thumb and I start stroking and I'm stroking, we use a lube. It's a solid that goes into a viscous liquid and it has to be something and it's a very natural lube. It's based on beeswax, olive oil, beeswax, olive oil, grapefruit seed, shea butter. But it's got to be viscous enough that it's it's okay for 15 minutes. But when 
somebody was either stroking the lube and not my clitoris. And they actually got to the point where they were above my clitoris visually. I, I couldn't see it, but they're describing it to me. And I felt more sensation than when they actually were touching it. And then the most amazing thing happened. My clitoris moved to reach their finger. <laughs> and I'm not the only one that this happens to. So. This, this, is, this is true. Um, I have been oming since 2013, orgasmic meditation. It's as Anne said, it's a partner practice for very fully timed container a container we start the clock and then we get into the certain position the position is in a way so that the person who is stroking can sit without getting tensed um, and can have access to clitoris the 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 female or the strokey she lies down on the floor um, and she are with the waist down naked and all all a man or a stroker is doing is literally stroking just the clitoris and when i started this practice i was like is she feeling anything? Like, how can that be? I mean, I'm, first of all, I don't even know where the, where clitoris is, right? Secondly, <laughs> I know how to use my tongue down there. I know how to use my finger down there. And of course, I know how to use my, like, you know, the uh, cock down there. But stroking in this way, where I'm sitting apart from her, and then she's experiencing at a later stage was mind-blowing. Mm. Um, Deborah, how, how long have you been owning? I have been oming, oh goodness, 2000, I want to say, well, since CP9, which is the year before you, um, uh, but it's it's been about eight years now, I believe. Eight years. And I have to say, just, you know, I came out of Tantra, right? And so with Tantra, there, it's all about connection. It's all about the eye connection. It's all about the, like, moving the energy and circulating. And, and, and in a lot of traditions, it's about the, the climax or the Amrita. And, and that's a lot of pressure, to be honest. And so when I came to Om and it was like, all I have to do is feel I mean, it took me three months to be able to have an ohm without like moving and sounding and breathing and like just making not a production number, but there was just a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. And so when I actually had the experience of getting to relax and feel my body, I mean, there was so much emotion there. There was so much feeling there. And then just being able to have full body experience that my partner could feel at the tip of his finger and at the top of his with throughout his body or their body. Like Anne, I also am, am, am blessed with both a finger and a clit, so I get to stroke <laughs> as well as be stroked. And it is really a profound experience to have your finger on that spot and to be able to feel, right? Mm -hmm. Like to be able to feel it in my heart, in my toes. It, it just, it was really, and, and bringing these two practices together, I mean, having them as separate practices, but like being able to pull on either tradition 
really has has been a profound experience and just really shifted i mean it it shifted everything so one of the first benefits that kind of you kind of experienced was being able to let go of wanting to do something being able to just be able to feel i mean how difficult although it sounds easy but it's so difficult because <laughs> we are so used to doing it more if you're not achieving something in life if you're not achieving something in sex we are so used to putting it more pressure doing it more harder and faster i can even give you well first of all i want to tell you about some ground rules we don't do circles we do up and down why up and, and down? we huh why why is it up and down and why not circles because you want a lot of what we do in home like we wear latex gloves we're, the strokers fully clothed we do it on the floor with yoga mat and blankets and pillows is that we want to remove it from sex but i wanted to just tell you the story about how it's really changed my life in general is that as a stroker different from a strokey if i get a you know if i'm a strokey and i get a itch on my cheek then i can just scratch it while i'm 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 owning if i i'm here with lube on my right thumb because there's a grounding part at the introitus and i'm sitting here with my left index finger stroking and then i get an itch i'm like well do i stop the ohm and it's tough then, it's tough being then, a stroker and then and then and then <laughs> then scratch without something that has lube on and that's a disruption for both parties or do i say where else do i have sensation on my body or do mm. i watch the sensation change and then i can then take all these experiences and notice what i feel in my body at any moment or if i have it's not only goallessness as in i'm not there to get a climax but i don't really have to do anything about the feelings that occur and it is so repeatable because there are rules but it's also like a snowflake as in i have been owning weekly or daily depending on how frequent but i've had hundreds if not thousands of ohms and mm-hmm. both as a stroker and strokey and none of them are the same now do i have some sensations and i thought i was broken this is another story i thought i was broken because most of my sensations were not in my genitals both as a strokey and a stroker and i'm like I actually went up to somebody who was a senior trainer then and I said why don't I feel it in my clit? <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. And I mean one of the few times I ever felt it in my clit was when somebody was stroking in front of my clit and I felt like somebody wasn't move. even touching the clit and then you're feeling that <laughs> sensation. Um, no, I felt it move, but it right. wasn't like anything that I felt sexually. That's the other thing. So and it's very quiet and com com contemplative and mindful and it brings me a lot of focus and attention and i also get i come out of an ohm after stroking and i have so much focus and attention and energy for my day and i actually as as a stroke e feel that it actually grounds and smooths me out <laughs> so and and my experiences are I could tell my stories and Kat could tell hers and and Michael could tell his and and they're all they're all different yet we're all doing the same exact practice. This is the, this, this, this this is the beauty about this practice that yeah. I mean I myself have done maybe more than 2 to 3000 ohms over the over the past 
eight years and with hundreds and hundreds of home partners. And this is the beauty about this, that even though in spite of doing so many homes, I still have the same liking, same passion for this practice. This is one, this is one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. It's like, I, I love, I love this practice to reach out to all the couples and, or all the, all the uh, men and women who can get together and, and, and do this practice together. And because the variations, the experiences, even though the form remains the same, it's still 15 minutes, you're still stroking the right in the same way, up and down, and you're still, your partner is still doing nothing and she's just lying down. Even though the form remains the same, the experience tend to vary so much. So, yeah. Deb, Deborah, what do you think? Why do you think it's only focused on clitoris? Well, so the clitoris on a female-bodied person is the place of highest sensation, right? So there are, what is it, 6,000 nerve endings? Right. So there, there's all of these nerve endings. So on a very visceral level, it is the place of high sensation. And, I mean, you think about it, it's like, I, I can't say it other, any other way than pussy is confronting, right? So... People as a stroker actually really getting to see some another woman's pussy is amazing. That's that in itself is amazing indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and and so there's so there's but that that confrontingness both for the strokey for all of that sensation physical sensation plus just the emotional sensation of taking your pants off and opening your legs and allowing this part of yourself to be seen, which has so much shame around it and so much derision about it. It's funny. It's like pussies are either elevated to, to godlike form, goddess-like form, or they're shamed. And so there's this way in which orgasmic meditation and ohm actually sort of normalize genitals, right. normalize pussy, and normalize the fact that this is a part of the body that is, that there is a lot of sensation, there is a lot of power, and yet it is a very mundane experience. So, and, and I mean that in terms of, of just that it, it can be a practice like yoga, like meditation. This can be a normalized day, part of your day. Well, that's um, what, that's what it became for me after I did a couple of ohms for, for a few weeks. After them, it just became like, I'm going as if I'm going to a yoga, to do a yoga. I'm not like, like the own practice became like my yoga practice. And the experiences I started feeling, I, I used to say ohm is like, Sex plus yoga plus meditation all combined together, even though we're not even having sex. <laughs> well, actually, that's part of what's called the threefold practice. So orgasmic meditation is a flooding experience. It would be akin to riding a roller coaster or having an intense conversation or something like that. And then we, we advocate people to specifically combine it with movement, with journaling, with meditating. So you want something reflective, you want something digestive. So the movement is digestive and the sitting meditation or journaling it or service is reflective. And it's the combined practice. And it also comes with, as you can tell, a philosophy of desire, a mm -hmm. philosophy of of feeling, a philosophy of mindfulness. There are many components to the philosophy and it comes with the community. 
And it's whether you want to practice this with your partner in the safety of your home and you never come to practice together. I also want to say there are people of every sexual orientation, gender doing this. I also am a specialist in, I'm a specialist in treating people who are blind, deaf, and disabled in this practice. So there's really no bounds. It is a left-handed practice. It is a receiving practice. It is a feminine practice. And it's to balance out your feminine and masculine energies as well as your overall receptivity and intuition energies because it's a partnered practice. And I teach partnered meditation so one of the questions that often get asked, you know, like a female is getting stroke, what is it for a guy? What is it for men? I can share my story. Or, which I or, a, fema- or a female stroke. <laughs> well, she's getting stroke. So I think conceptually. No, no, no. I say I'm a female oh, stroker. Oh, so what, what yeah, is, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is in it for a female stroker? So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what would I, you say? What has been your kind of experience or shares that you've heard from, from men? What would you say are based on your own experience as a female stroker? Gosh, so I'm also a stroker. And so one of the things that I mentioned earlier is that confrontation. And the the thing about the thing for me about OM is that these skills absolutely you can take them off the mat. They and what I mean by that is with with my male part male partners, they get the experience of not just being able to feel and in tune to me and to my body, but they also, which allows them to navigate the feminine or female identified emotional states a lot with a lot more ease. Mm. They also have more sensation in their own body. So one of the most important things about OM that I see the stroker getting is when an adjustment is made, it's no longer about them. They don't take it personally. They understand. So And what I mean by that is an adjustment is when a stroker is stroking and they may not be on the spot or in the place of highest sensation, the strokey can make a request and say a little to the left or right or up or down or harder. And the stroker takes that information, does, you know, and doesn't have to make it personal, right? It's not about, oh my God, I did something wrong. I'm a terrible person. I'm going to go down this shame spiral and become a shame hole. But it's just like, oh, it's not the place of highest sensation. And my stroker is helping me get there. And I feel like that is one of the most profound things that that the stroker gets out of it is they actually can start to let go of the perfectionism and 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 having a request be about them doing something wrong. There's so much more, but I'm going to stop there because I'm so curious what (laughs) Anne's going to say. Well, for me, I talked about the fact that I used to do it every morning with somebody until until COVID hit. And I would get so much attention and focus and energy. And I had uh, sensations all over my body. And it gave me, you have to understand that the, the size of this pencil head is the size of what you see in a clitoris, even though a clitoris is probably as big as my hand when, it, when you talk about the size. But you're also honing in your skills of the fact that 
there may be one adjustment, but there are five elements to a stroke. There's pre- mm-hmm. there's location, there's pressure, there's direction, there's speed, and there's angle. And I have and I'm making one of those adjustments. And I also, as a stroker, can make an offer, which is let's say that I have my I'm stroking and I feel heat or sensation on the right side of my index finger, and so therefore I might say, do you want me to go to the right? Or I can, I also try to vary the energy so it goes somewhat in in cycles. It's called peaking. And you get to play, it's kind of like playing with an imaginary energy ball or mm-hmm. how close can I, and it's, it's, the thing is, it's not like putting your finger in a socket or on a live wire because you never get shocked, but you're playing with that energy. How close can I get to it? Where can I feel the most sensation? It's 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 a really amazing thing. And I talked about what I got. I learned I didn't have to scratch an itch. I learned that I got exquisite as far as noticing details. I got exquisite in terms of I'm being comfortable because let me explain. Orgasmic meditation is not foreplay. Mm-hmm. It is not sex. It is sexual because there's genital touch, but there's so much more to it than just. And and there are people who practice together. The the people that I stroke, I do not. Even though I'm a bisexual woman, I do not have a sexual relation with them. I do not feel like I want to have a sexual relationship with them. Now there are things like I met my husband at an event, a community event, and we just happened to feel that we were kindred spirits in in love and we got married. But that would have happened if I'd been in another meditation club or a book club. But we have open, honest communication and there's no shame. And yes, he was my own partner before we dated and things like that. But it also gives me a more fluid, you can do this to help your relationship with your partner just to get communicate, clearly communicate things. So there's just like so many things that um gives you clear communication. And I, I loved what Deborah Cat said in terms of it gives you the facility to relate to a woman to anything that might be going on in terms of sexuality. Because there are people who practice together, both men and women, like men and women can be own partners without sex. So remember the old phrase of men and women can't be close friends without without sex. Yes, they can. And it, it gives them, you know, because it's their meditation time, too. And they're literally people who come together. They don't say a word and they do this for 15 minutes and they part And there are people who are also, they have dinners, friends, they have calls, they talk about how it affects the rest of their lives. So it can be as private or as expansive as you want it to be. And that's for both parties. So I don't, the only thing that I would say is that there's an, if you know about passive meditation versus active meditation, the strokey is slightly more passive and the stroker is slightly more active. So there's, and it's, it's, they're both coming together. It's, it's like a conversation. It's not just one-sided. Right. So yeah, I just want to, mm-hmm. 
I, I just want to add specifically to your question, what do men get? So the men that I know that own, they have better relationships with women. They have exquisite attention. They have exquisite attention. They're more confident. They are more able to show up. What happens? So sexual energy is about creation. Whatever happens in the bedroom also can happen in the boardroom. And so, and I've heard clients and, and fellow OM partners talk about the more in touch they get in their desire, the better, the further their career goes. Like they learn their no's, they learn their yeses. It's there's so much that uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like if you have to write the if you have to talk about the benefits, probably end up writing just the whole book purely on the benefits. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I want to say like my so I'm in a 20 year relationship. My partner does not own. I have had my most regular own partner was literally somebody that I saw every Thursday morning and did not speak to for three months because that was just the way we did it. And I've had a myriad of different types of relationships. But I just want to say, like, the men in my life who own are I want more of them. Like that's one of my dedications to the to this practice mm -hmm. is to have more men in my life. So you're telling about your story in terms of how you came across Om, when you came across Om, what would you say? What were you sharing? Oh yeah. So I was saying that I came across Om in about 2006. One of my so this is how the this is how all the cool things happen in my life. Somebody was somebody I, I'm in connection with says, hey, there's this thing. And so she invited me to no, she went to the OM training first and she came back and she was like, she, you know, she did level one and they used to have OM training too, which was the, the switch. But uh, so she's explaining it to me and I was like, no freaking way am I doing that. That is like <laughs> no freaking way. Right. So then... Fast forward, it's 2000, what did I say, 14? 14, like uh, eight years later. <laughs> yeah, like eight years later, I get this call, friend, or no, I, I, it might have even been a text saying, hey, I'm coming to Santa Cruz, there's this thing. And so do you want to go? And I was like, well, I wanted to connect with my friend. So I was like, yeah, sure, come pick me up on the way. We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying this show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com or look out for The Orgasm Coach. Um, do connect with us on Instagram. It's mc.theorgasmcoach. If you're interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm, which is the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day -day life, whether you're alone or with your partner. If you're interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release, or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website, michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversations, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on the side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversations relating to politics, then do check out my book, What's Your Fucking Opinion? It's a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. 
visit the book page on my website for more information if you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner together with your family without considering a bloodshed then you must read this book now back to the show thank you for staying with us so they stop by and it's maya and oh god i can't remember henry myra maya and henry and i go to what's what's called a turn on turn on games and what i what i really loved about the atmosphere was there were people who were playing authentically and honestly and actually talking about edgy stuff and so that was like and i and there was a lot of 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 turn on there or life force energy so then they make this offer right and it's whatever it's like $200 and then but like today if you sign up it's $97 and i had this agreement with myself that if it was $100 or less <laughs> i would sign up for the experience <laughs> so that's how I ended up going to Ohm and and it was really funny because it's like when I first so I I do the training and back then it used to be that you know, there was the training and then there was a pause and we took a break and you could find a partner and then you could come back for the hands-on part. And so I was like okay so I did that part and then it just sort of moved forward from there like at first i was really i'm only going to do this privately and then that kind of was like it was okay but it was like there was something missing so then i started going to the group practices and mm-hmm. i have to say the power in the group practice and the power in the feminine orgasm and being in a room full of orgasm is just intoxicating and so and it's so powerful before our break i was just saying how there's something about the men who own that i want more of well there's something about the women who own that i want more of too like i want to <laughs> live in this world full of people who have who are self responsible who are able to ask for what they want who are able to make adjustments who are able to hear yes and no and be like wow that's disappointing what else can we do or or find something else so i mean it's just such a good practice <laughs> i mean you have really i mean you have really mentioned a great point there that having this experience in a group is 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 a completely different experience uh, of course in the beginning i have led a lot of circles i uh, in terms of so a circle leading is the person who is actually running the circle while other practitioners are doing the practice so initially as a man of course very in the very few initial of joining this practice there are certain things that we bring from our society you're like oh i'm going to see naked pussies right or i'm going to hear women like diff- making different noises and sounds so that was something of course i had it too with me but the more and more i did this practice the more and more those layers started getting shedding off and i started connecting with that orgasmic energy that was in the room i started feeling that and just by being in the room and connecting would fill me up so much that i would be like i think and endeavor you mentioned that it would give you so much clarity and higher levels of consciousness more presence women want men to be more present oming definitely helps in becoming present because we become present with our sensations in our body with every single experience that might be happening around so our sensitivity our receptors our mind open to such an extent that we might be living the same sort of 
monotonic life that we might have that we were living before but the ability to be able to take all of that that's happening in is what enriches the whole experience now tell me one thing can i add one more little thing i'm so sure. sorry this is another thing that i see with the men in my community is they are living in abundance they are no longer living in pussy scarcity right like there and you just sort of alluded to it where it's like there's so much energy but it's like this thing where our society is like puts everybody into scarcity right but especially men around sexuality right mm-hmm. it's like for for at least what i see in in the states is there's this thing of like here it is here it is you can't actually have it but here it is <laughs> and there's this place where om is like here it is right right yeah. you have yeah. you have you have access and it's a completely nourishing version of access yes right yes i mean there may be this feeling of like i want more yeah but there's also this feeling of like wow i i didn't know that this is what i wanted yeah there's a feeling of contentment and nourishment even though i want more but still what i have that experience is so fulfilling and 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 the fact that there is a desire and there's a possibility of having that another connection with another human being that is absolutely mind blowing because in this world where we are run with it and ais and online the the, the human connection that we used to have uh, before the technology took over is is has been missing now one one of the questions i have is why does a woman need a partner why does it has to be why is it a partner practice i mean she can stroke her I'm, i'm i'm giving you a simple answer about that but you can't tickle yourself so i can tell you that if you ask everybody does the quality of their sex different between a partner or masturbation they'd say that there's a different quality in it but what i want to say is that you really can't have that even when i try to put both of my hands together it's not the same as if i had another person's energy because what you're doing is that you have one person's energy and another person's energy coming together creating a third energy or a combined energy mm-hmm. and you would find this whether you were doing sex tantra even part i teach partner yoga and when i say partner yoga i mean asanas there's no sex there's people are fully clothed you find that and if you ask when you meditate cuz Deborah Cat alluded to it if i sit for sitting meditation fully clothed myself versus a room and if you want to go into biblical things that the power of multiple people praying together you'll find that in Judaism and Christianity and you'll find that also in Hinduism the collective and you can find that in in crowd crowd energy and and lots of things psychologically as well it also forces it i'm not going to say forces but it creates connections just as michael said and i saw men that were kind of needy and desperate coming into ohm of like oh i can't get pussy normally but i'll just sit here and stroke and what happened to them is that they realized if i get needy and i'm asking this woman out and i'm asking her for a makeout or sex you know, cuz that's that is not part of the container and that is not home that they found that by getting 
full up of witnessing it, experiencing it, having that exquisite attention, developing the communication skills and everything else that they developed into a very, as Deborah Katz says, a very desirable man to have a relationship with. And they discovered everything, other things in the philosophy about desire and healing and relationships and practice and balance and community. And they had a community that they could socialize with. So it gave them all the skills that they needed. And that could also be for women who were traumatized or shamed or were in, or there's lots of people who've come to this that are inorgasmic. And so, and, and weird when I said, when I have my practice, I don't climax and yet it makes me overly sensitive in the bedroom. And I'm like, so I just want to circle back to those people who say, oh, this sounds wonderful. What do I do? Well, there are over 200 people who are certified to teach it, who are currently certified. There are other people who can teach it, who do teach it, but they're not certified. There are thousands of people who practice. There is large communities in large cities. There is a book called Slow Sex, but I'm going to say that that covers slow sex and it covers OM and it covers practices that aren't OM. There is the Institute for OM has a guide. They also have the container, which is the rules. There are how to OM videos. I want a world just like you, Deborah Kat. I want a world filled with people who can communicate and are okay with their bodies and love to connect. <laughs> yeah, it just, I, I just want to kind of circle back for a moment. There are so many different ways to to bring this this practice into your life. And and I love all the suggestions you made there. And and just really like the for both men, uh, strokers or strokies, it's like connection. I mean, I think at one point we were talking about how OM is the antidote to disconnection, mm-hmm. right? Yes. OM is the answer to so many different problems that are around connection. And especially with the last year or so of of COVID and isolation, so many ways in which I've been like really aware of of my need for connection and the 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 way in which this particular practice brings me more connected to myself, to my stroker partner. And, and to my community. And I have to say, like, I have better relationships with other women in the own community than anywhere else. Like, when I start looking at who the women are in my life that I trust, that I am, that I want in my life, again, a lot of them have gone through this training because there is, there is a self-selection that says, I want to be responsible for myself. I am willing to take on what it takes to be in this practice and to be, but to be held, not just accountable, but to also be held in my vulnerability, right? Like I'm not somebody that likes to be all that vulnerable all the time. And so this practice really opened that up for me and opened Mm -hmm. up the trust, not just in my, in my stroking partners, but in my female community. Well, strokey community. So that was a big part of the practice for me that I just wanted to kind of bring into the mix as if there isn't already enough here in the mix. 
<laughs> thank you and thank you Deborah for sharing in terms of how there there's availability of this practice through trained omers omers and through facebook and communities around different parts of the world um one of the question i want to touch base on is climax they say of course we launch for climax before we start i mean in general world people launch for climax and women and both men they want to reach to that that state what would you say about how does om help with climax well and- i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to put my answers that i already said is that i've been practicing this practice for i came into it being somebody who had very difficult time climaxing in sex but i wound up with a practice where i feel so much sensation in my body that could be pressure that could be heat that could be electricity that could be and and also i've learned new vocabularies and i've also learned how hard it is to describe sensations in the body if you had to describe a climax it would be hard so what i'm going to tell you is that i get that whether i'm a strokey or a stroker there have been times that i've had more sensations than the strokey do do women climax sometimes they climax do some women pull for climax yes but they're not understanding the practice cuz you're mm-hmm. it used to be the the practice has evolved over the years it's been going on for over 15 years is that it used to be that you're oming to for your own pleasure it is now that you're oming to feel and so what i would say is Yes, it changed my sensitivity in the bedroom, but I can't say what it's going to do for any particular woman. There are there are situations where it provides more sensation and they have to learn how to adjust that sensation and both in and out of oming, both sex and, and ohm. It, it there's lots of sense. Now, does a, have I ever seen a man get a hard on while he has an ohm? Yes, but that's usually in the beginning of maybe that doesn't even happen. So it's kind of like a sneeze. If somebody sneezes or farts or or burps or whatever during an ohm, whether they get an erection, whether they had a climax, that's how it's treated. It is it is just a valid sensation as if I started sweating or I felt lately in my ohms, I've been feeling like somebody's putting their their hand on my thigh, like they're putting pressure on my thigh and there's nothing there. And I'm like... So it can be like that. It can, and it's not unpleasant sensation. And also I've learned not to label things and I use this energy for, and this, and, and also I used to have many, 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 many thoughts. Oh, and what are they going to think about this? And and there was like a constant chatter in my mind. (laughs) And you know, the number one thing on gave me (laughs) silence. I'm yeah. listening to my body, yeah. not to yeah. my brain. <laughs> yeah. And it happened and it happens in the nest in Oming, in my work and in the bedroom. So guys, listen up. Uh, you got to you got to advocate this practice you got to practice this practice bring this practice out to your partner tell them about it because if a woman can silence their mind and focus on sensation one thing for sure you're definitely going to have a lot more amazing sex so <laughs> i don't i don't put any guarantees when i train i said you're going to learn some skills both dexterity mentally and physically 
and things will change. I just don't know how it's going to change. Right. Is your sex life going to change? Probably. Is the rest of your life going to change? Probably. But your relationship between your mind and your body and connecting with other people and feeling energy, that will change. I don't guarantee. The other thing that I say to people when they train is I have them read it. And they decide it's for them or it's not for them. If they go through and they go through the first, which is the philosophy and the mechanics, and they try it out and they say it's not for them, I give them a refund or they can convert it to coaching. This practice is not for everybody because you have to be able to be receptive. Because as Deborah Katz said, no fucking way am I going <laughs> to you know, spread my Spread my legs and be open to get And by the way, this practice is not done in the dark. This is not done on a bed. This is done on the floor. There's a noticing part we haven't talked about. There's grounding parts. There's sharing of, of I had a sensation. We haven't gone through the 12 steps. Yes. But I, I'm just going to tell you that th- this, this practice is not for everybody. But for those who want to feel, those who are familiar with meditation, those who are f- familiar with Tantra, sex, somebody who wants better relationships, better feelings, better sex, or just, you know, overall experience, it, it, is, for, it is for those people. And also, it takes a regular practice. This is not like, oh, I tried it and I had this profound experience in in practice theory and habit theory, you have to try something consistently for over 40 times or over three weeks for it to become a habit where you're not thinking about the form. Oh, do I have my finger in the right place? So oh, how do I ask for an adjustment? So there is a process to this and it does take about three months to settle in. And, and as I said, you have to balance it out too because you don't want to get overstimulated so there's a lot to this practice yes. wow but we can, it's not it's also not that it's not that hard <laughs> well we can uh, we can continue talking about this i mean i think this there is like no end we can we can run a whole day two day series and we'll still be talking about oh <laughs> still sharing about our experiences i have one last question before before we move which 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 is more around the practice but one of the things i want to do touch base is where you mentioned about being able to feel into the body i mean one of the most amazing things that has happened to me as a man is being able to feel into my body and being okay with when i started this or when i started own practice with um, with with own partners of course i was getting hard on and i was feeling shy about it. i mean naturally if you think about it a man who is stroking women's genitals it's it's kind of like a sexual so i was getting hard on but what I wasn't doing was rubbing my cock next to her body. So and that I learned over a period of time that the body reaction as a result of a practice is okay. And you have to be able to hold that level of sensation and energy into the body. And the more and more I practice, the less and less hard on I feel. However, more and more orgasmic I started feeling. Then, um, of course, then I started exploring more and more. So this is just one of the shares that you meant you're talking about and uh, in terms of the body sensation. So I, I thought it'd be nice to share about my early experiences. So now one of the important questions is, of course, how do we make this as a practice? Because making something as a practice is difficult. As you mentioned, you know, take three weeks, 40 days. But it's a, it's a very... it's Once we are able to make this as a practice, we know our, like, most likely 
the person who do it, their life is going to change. There's like we have seen thousands and thousands of case studies and examples in front of our in front of us. So how do we actually make this as a practice? As you mentioned, being a partnered practice, first thing needs somebody that is willing or a community of people who are willing to practice with you. I know before before COVID, we had a rather thriving, we had re- a regular practice time that people could come to and find partners and there was community around it. Now, if you are a couple, it's a little bit easier, although then both of you need to be on board. But it really is taking the time, making the commitment, clearing space and and creating it as a as a daily as a weekly as a as a monthly practice and sometimes it's like all you can do is once a week because as a practice as a partnered practice you know there's there's two of you coming together there's two of you committing to it although that can be that can be helpful as well when i first started i what i did was <laughs> <laughs> I just have to crack up because I look back at at the me who started to own and how like I really I had I had so much stuff. <laughs> I really did. I had so much stuff. I was super like I had three different partners and they were committed two days a week and one one person was committed three three times a week and it was just very like this is the practice we come in we have there's a half hour setup for the whole experience that's for us to set up the nest for us to do the practice for us to take down the nest and for us to move on to the rest of our day and i was super clear that this was a practice we didn't have dinner we didn't have conversation because i needed to practice being able to receive an experience and not feel the need to give back right right i it was super important and i actually had talked to one of my partners about this i was like i'm practice cuz another part of om is is getting to play games and to practice your own personal edges mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. i had a willing partner and i was like i just want you to know that i'm going to open the door i want to do the practice and i want to escort you to the door and i don't want to say anything <laughs> and i just want to notice all of the times when i want to make it okay for you mm-hmm. you know where i mm-hmm. want to comfort you or do something for you because it is i feel like my nature is overgiving so so anyway i'm not sure if i answered the question but there you have it it was an awesome story anyway <laughs> yes I, i mean i have on with quite a few strokes in the beginning where they were like this is a practice we're not going to there are no coffee there are no tea you come in you the i'll be i'll be setting the nest in you lay down and you come you get into the position stroke we share a frame you go out i'm like okay that's fine and i'm traveling 45 minutes just to own because i wanted to have that experience for myself <laughs> you know i was like really willing to do that just because i know what that experience would give it to me and how it will make me so alive and so energized although in the in the initial years i couldn't figure out what was happening all i knew that these are the feelings that i was getting these are the benefits that i was getting and eventually as i continued practicing over the years and i as i started studying tantra and started putting those tantric philosophies and applying into these experiences and what we learn through om then everything start making more more and more sense 
I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that it's like going to the gym. Some days you don't want to go to the gym. Some days you start seeing results and this is a connection practice. So this is not just you going to the gym and being there in with other people. This is you coordinating with somebody else. And it has a factor of accountability and accountability is really good for habits. And you do this whether unless you have a raging headache or you really don't feel well, you do it when you're tired, you do it when you don't feel like it, you do it when you're upset, you do it when you're okay. And you'll notice that any mindful practice or meditation or even working out in the gym when you do it, when you don't really feel like it. And believe me, you can then modify the, we have rules, but you can ask for something extremely slow light or heavy grounding. In other words, as long as it's abided by the rules and the time container, and you also, there's something that's a little more advanced is that you can have something more. There's a grounding ohm that you can do with downstrokes, all downstrokes. If you feel that's really the other thing I want to say is you can stop at the ohm at any time. You can say yes to the ohm and decide to cancel it. You can say you don't have to give an explanation of why you're ohming or not ohming, but it gives a kind connection and it is a practice and a habit and you'll discover that it has the same benefits as yoga and meditation in fact there have been scientific studies to show that it is the same brain waves that as sitting meditation and the other really fun one that's going to be published very soon is If you regularly practice with the same person and you regularly practice for more than six months after seven minutes of oming the two, people's brainwaves sync up wow. to be identical. Isn't that amazing? And I was, I was actually part of the study where they put an EEG on my head and my partner's head. And I also saw a demonstration of the EEG in terms of a sitting meditation and what it was in orgasmic meditation. So there are a lot of health studies, social social studies. The Institute for Ohm is conducting at least six of them, at least six or more published studies have have happened and are undergoing being published. So it is also supposed to be the same kind of mindfulness results as sitting meditation. Wow. I mean, this is, this is absolutely mind-blowing. I would be looking forward to all the researches that actually comes out. And this has been a very, very... I mean, I'm feeling the energy in my body. You know, this, is, this is just by talking about home and sharing that experiences. This is what we do, even though we haven't really gone into the nest and, and stroke the clitoris, you know, but... That this this is this is this is a beauty about home. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing about your experiences. This has just been the beginning of a very topic that we would be continually sharing all along the way, uh, bringing in different aspects, different elements. Like you mentioned about noticing, mentioned about stroking using different kinds of ohms. So we'll definitely be having a lot more of these in future. How can people reach out to you? How can people reach out to you, Deborah and 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 and? Thank you. So the easiest way for somebody to reach out to me is debracat.com, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-K-A-T.com. And 
If you want to talk to me, there is a way that you can schedule some time and we can just chat about what's going on and whether OM is good for you and right for you. And and yeah, so I look forward to talking to you. You can reach me at yourdesiredlifecoaching.com and there you can find out more about it. And I also offer a free chat about whether this is right for you and where you want to go, what you want to do, whether you want to just learn about more desire or you want to actually learn about orgasmic meditation or you just want to read about it. That's the kind of community that we have. It's it's completely safe, sane, consensual. And it's really whether this is something, this is a practice for you or not. I never expected this to, I expected this to be like an advanced Tantra class. And this was <laughs> life changing on many, many, many levels. I never expected to be married again. I never expected to have intuition. I never expected peace of mind. And I never expected to learn about range of feeling and goallessness and non-labeling and all those wonderful things that, that, that have happened for me. And that's why I pursued this. This is not, this is not like massively income producing for me. I make most of my income doing consulting and yoga therapy (laughs) and Mm -hmm. yoga therapy for people with mental health and physical disabilities. And that's a different company that I I run. I run the the coaching and then I run the other So dear listeners, if you just know orgasms are fun and (laughs) our genitals are are part of our body they're not to be ashamed they're not to be suppressed we should embrace them and having a practice a sexual practice either with your partner or with a trusted friend or through a trusted community is something that we should be proud of because that's because sexuality is a part of us and why should we not have it because it gives us happiness. It gives us pleasure. I mean, we were all born out of sex, right? So let's, if there is something that you found, if there is something that resonated with you, what Deborah has and Anne has, has shared, please do reach out to them and drop them a message, say hi, and then see what will transpire for you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I will be back again with another guest on another topic. Until then, see you. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. For more shows, visit podcast The Orgasm Coach or michaelcharming.com. If you like the show, I would be so grateful if you can leave some stars and recommend it to your friends or to someone whom you think this show will benefit. Let us know what you think, which topic would you like to hear in future or give us your feedback by dropping us an email at coach at michaelcharming.com. Do connect us, connect with us on Instagram at mc.theorgasmcoach. And just a reminder, if you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. If you're interested in politics and want to have political conversations with friends, family, or strangers without conflicts, then do check out my book on politics, What's Your Fucking Opinion? Visit the book page on my website for more information. Do check out the courses on the website, michaelcharming.com. Most importantly, if you have any questions or for any confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. Let's work together in embracing our sexuality rather than shying away, dismissing or disconnecting from it. That's all for me for now. I'm your host, Michael Charming, and you are listening to The Orgasm Coach. See you again soon in the next show with another expert on another interesting topic. Until then, take care with lots of love and remember... 
together we can and we are making a difference orgasms are fun we should be having more and not less thank you for listening bye for now